You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Check one. Blog Talk Radio. I'm just going to give my opinion on it. I do 
see that with all pay-per-views. I have noticed, though, some some of the media have been jumping for joy over this, and I get it, clickbait. You know, it is happening. You are in boxing, so you're going to cover it. Some have been quiet as a mouse. But some of these folks were steady, either quiet as a mouse for a legit pay-per-view with the Charlo brothers or dumping on it all fight man. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's happening. There's an undercard. I'm not going to go over the top and, and, and break it down. However, DeZone has a card with Jacobs against Rosado, which seems like a, I mean, is that a real, real, real competitive fight? Or is it just been more hype talking crap? other. Jacobs has a way of fighting to his opponent. Um, But I think the most important fight of the weekend comes from ESPN Plus and uh, BT Sport in the UK. Daniel Dubois, Du Bois, Dubois against Joe Joyce. Heavyweight fight. Undefeated guys. Um, This is a good fight. It's a good fight. Most people think, you know, Daniel will win. Joyce is a little slow, but he, he's he got a chance. He's definitely got a chance. So we're going to preview the weekend. Like I said, we'll start with some my, uh, you know mild recap uh, per se because, like I said, it wasn't a ton. But we will cover it, and then we'll break down the fights this weekend. There is um, some fight news out there that we'll talk about. Of course, we'll have the, you know, I got a couple of boxing Twitter segment tweets that we'll, we'll cover, which is always fun. Um, Garcia and Campbell has a new date, which is always a good, good thing. Starting off 2021 in a good way with that fight. We'll talk about that a little bit more of the Crawford and Bob Arum, um, fallout, the debacle, that's not even a debacle, but more quotes. And some of them just make you go seriously. And this time, it's on the Crawford side. Are you serious, buddy? Now, he said some things that I totally agree with and that I figured he'd be. See, the thing about Crawford is I think, and I can relate to this because I can be very stubborn, or at least I have been in my life. I think I'm better with it now, but I can. I, I know stubborn, okay? And and I, fi- I don't know Crawford personally, but, you know, I see him as kind of a stubborn dude. And a lot of these dudes are. I mean, I think Spence admitted it in a recent interview that he's stubborn. Um, so I get it. But I really thought Crawford would kind of go, not off the deep end, but I really thought he would just lay into them or hold out or whatever. Maybe he's playing both sides of it, but, man, some of those quotes I'll read are just adding to the layer of, yeah, you know, tell him how you feel, Crawford. But then he'll turn around. And actually, like, give Bob the benefit of the doubt. It's, it's really bad. But Bob, Bob did the opposite. He doubled down on his quotes about Terrence Crawford. And maybe Crawford is just kind of like, just saying, hey, dude, I got a year left of my contract. If he ends up, you know, give me this Pacquiao fight, I'm going to take it. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't I, right? You know, I'm, I've said for quite some time that, you know, Pacquiao can do whatever the hell he wants, but if he is going to fight someone, as far as now, I understand the Mikey Garcia fight, obviously the McGregor fight, but 
I would be happy if Crawford or Spence got the fight with them just because of the popularity thing. Now, is it going to be like five or ten years ago? You know, that kind of name recognition? No. Well, it's still the same rate uh, name recognition, but because Manny's just going to have name recognition for the rest of his life, but as far as an in-the-prime type of guy. Oscar De La Hoya is taking credit for the PBC stable. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but if this is your first time listening to the Rope It Up Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope Radio. It streams live at archives, but you know, you don't have to download it right there on Rope Dope and Blog Talk or listen to the browser. You can find this platform, Rope Dope Radio, on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Stitcher, almost across the board, or also part of the Grueling True Sports Podcast Network, which can be find, which can be find. Man, I, I, I'm a little tired this morning. It is morning because I stayed up really late. But anyway, it can be found everywhere, um, including Spotify. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to TheGruelingTruth.com. It's boxing, football, basketball, baseball, the whole nine. Um, and if you're wondering, if you are, if you do like football and basketball, we do have shows under this platform for that as well. And one more thing, though. If you're thinking about cutting the cord, maybe you have, you're not quite happy. I got something for you. I use it myself. It's called AT&T TV Now. It's uh, live streaming cable. They have the seven-day free trial. There's no annual contract. Once you sign up, the plans start as low as $55 a month. You can stream it anywhere. They have the cloud DVR. And right now, just for signing up, you get a 30-day free trial of HBO Max. Here's another layer. If you sign up for the Max package, that already includes HBO Max, plus a free month of Showtime, which is normally $11. Uh, you know, and Showtime is back fully in the boxing business where it didn't seem like they were putting out much quality besides Showbox last year. AT&T TV Now, that's live streaming cable. Okay, so let's start with um, probably, a, you know, we kind of know this person the best uh, as far as hardcore fight fans. Um, Javier Fortuna. So let's start with the FS1 card. Um, just in the main event, obviously, this was on the stay busy type thing. I mean, that's not ripping Lozada, who has a bunch of fights and pulled off the upset over Verdejo a couple of years back and whatnot. He's a good fighter. There's nothing wrong with this fight. But um, we kind of knew for Javier. Because, you know, he had a fight with Campbell, potentially. He had a fight, I believe, even with Haney, it was rumored, right? He had a fight lined up with Jorge Linares, and that fell through. So they wanted to get him in the freaking ring, and now they're actually petitioning. We'll go over that a little bit to try to get a Haney fight, just because there's all sorts of rigmarole that happened to him. And so they stayed busy, and that's exactly what he did. He actually uh, jumped on him almost from the start, hit him with a hard left hand, like a looping uh, side-of-the-head type shot, um, and it landed pretty hard. And then after that, he landed more left hands as well. It was 10-8 pretty early, uh, more left hands. It's not that Lozado didn't land 
anything back because he did in spots, you know. But um, there was another knock. Oh wait, yeah, was it? A, no, actually, it was. I thought it was a knockdown live. I think it was ruled like a trip or a slip. But it was a combination, I think, to the body that I thought was a knockdown live when I was watching. But I, now that I think about it, I think I changed that. Um, both were kind of landed left hands in the fourth round. That was a close round. That I guess that could have went either way, maybe. Um, there was a late left hand after the bell that uh, Lozada uh, landed. Fortuna started attacking the body even more with that left hand. And... Uh, sixth round he came out on a mission to get the stoppage he, you know went back to the body attack more left hooks either head or body uh overhand rights and uh basically this left hand like snapped the head back of Lozado and they called it from there it, it was over it was a done deal so a good performance by Fortuna I like watching Fortuna fight he's he's pretty uh, action-packed. He's been in some fights where, you know, he got tagged, he tagged them. It's a fun... He's, he's a good fighter. He's an experienced fighter, too. What is he, 30... 36-2 now? In one draw, I believe, with 25 KOs, so... Um, you know, we'll see where it goes. If it leads him to a big fight, rankings-wise, um, it should, you know, if we're being honest, and, and I do, I do like to be honest. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but here it is. Actually, this is from Boxing Scene um, yesterday. Team Fortuna sent request to the WBC to order the Devin Haney fight. Um, Sampson, who's his promoter, um, is submitting a former request to the WBC for them to order negotiations to begin immediately for Fortuna to raise to face offensive race, uh, Devin Haney. Um, after fighting his way to the number one spot in the WBC ratings last November, Fortuna was supposed to fight Luke Campbell in April um, uh, when, you know, Haney was uh, sidelined with that injury. Um, but COVID helped him, what it says right here, gave adequate time to recover. Um, so the WBC then reinstated Haney, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, you know, uh, and it, it actually says number one, it goes through that. Number two, um, with Fortuna now looking for a new opponent, representatives from Golden Boy Promotions offered a fight, offered him a fight with uh, Ryan Garcia, which Fortuna agreed without hesitation, only be uh, notified, uh, didn't want to face him. I don't know about the didn't want to face him. Maybe there was a better opportunity, whatever the case is. Um, but he, he's basically like, hey, you know, now he's the WBC number two contender, um, blah, blah, blah. So basically he's trying to um, get Fortuna a big fight where he was kind of, uh, you know, measured into before. Measured into, I don't think that's the way you say that, but he was he, he, he was right there. He was right there, so why not get Fortuna a big fight? And I think where Devin Haney is, I know we want to see him against Ryan Garcia, I know, you know, some people want to see him against Gary Russell Jr., whatever the case is. Um, you can't act like Fortuna would be a bad fight for Devin Haney. You know, I think that at lightweight and just fights in general, we know some fights when it's young against young. Gar- 
Garcia, Haney, they're probably not going to make that tomorrow, right? They're probably going to wait a year, two years, hopefully not much more than that. But, you know, they're probably going to wait. Um, and just because they are at least on the same platform for now, so that helps, you know. But um, if, that was, if, if certain fights don't happen, let's see who you're fighting, though. I think we have to, as boxing fans and especially media, we have to, like, concentrate on who they're fighting. We kept hearing, oh, you know, Haney would be talking about it, and plenty of fans would be talking about how, you know, these guys are ducking them, but, you know, Garcia's fighting Campbell, quality fight. You know, um, Tiafimo, how, how could he be ducking Haney when he fought Lomachenko and vice versa? So let's just keep it all in, in you know, range of reality. Uh, and also, you know, it's good to be, like critical when the time is there, but Fortuna would be a good fight. Anyway, um, the opener was Austin Dulé against uh, Jose Luis Gallos, I think his name is. This was just like a get-right fight for Dulé, who, you know, trying to build back as a prospect to an extent. Um, he won pretty much every round. It had, like, an entertaining style to it. Dulé outlanded him one, what was it, 170 to 99. They threw about the same amount of punches. Um, but the first, like, five, six rounds, it was all Dulé. Uh, he looked pretty good. Um, he was jabbing to the head and body, which I liked, kind of sticking and moving, looking pretty sharp, I'd say. Quick little combinations. A few shots where he'd sit down, punches, and then kind of move. Um, the fourth was close. There was a couple of – there was like maybe another close round in there somewhere. Um, but it was pretty, you know. Like, Dulé did move a bunch down the stretch. He did throw jabs and left hooks as well. But he did – so maybe you could give him two round stops. Uh, but Dulé won it pretty easily. And then Fernando Molina – um, kind of looking for a flashy punch one at a time. Um, then he kind of was doing pot shots and a couple of combos type thing. But to me, the Fernando Molina, um, the 2-0 and prospect, this was just a good development. Uh, got some rounds. Um, you know, not much to look into this. I think it was 107 to 52 on the punch set, so he clearly handled it. There, there isn't much to look at that uh but overall um a good night for the a side i guess you could say um so it wasn't you know wasn't necessarily some kind of uh you know over the top good fight uh good fights i should say to watch you know somewhat entertaining i guess um but you know not much there on the DAZN uh, main event, Connor Ben in Formella. We saw Formella in, what was that, August? Um, late August against uh, Porter. Didn't w- really win a round, and he didn't really win too many rounds in this one either. I had it 9-1 to one or 8-2. to two. Scorecards had it really wide. But Ben looked pretty good. I thought he came out with a steady jab. Uh, and he was kind of mixing it up 
where he'd throw it, whether the, the speed of it or to the head or body. He did bloody up the nose off that jab and land some good right hands behind it. Um, and, you know, I thought, I thought he threw some solid shots in there, uh, you know, early on especially. Formella had some moments, just not nearly enough with his jab and right hand. I did um, think there, like I said, there, there was some competitive uh, fight, you know, rounds in there. Down the stretch, I think, was it the eighth and ninth? that Formella was kind of getting in and out and, and he was a uh, little bit busier, a little bit better uh, shots. Basically the eighth round, there was like early right hands. Um, but I don't know. I, Formella landed some good shots on the inside to me in that uh, eighth round. Um, some flush shots, but it was pretty one-sided. But with that said, Connor Ben looked good. He looked pretty good to me. Um, I've only seen him fight a couple of times, so he's still obviously, what, 17-0 now uh, in the development stage. They were talking about, you know, this guy who likes to brawl. That guy, we don't even know that guy anymore. This is a new, improved Conor Ben. Um, I don't know if he's going to stick to that or if he felt like, uh, yeah, I don't don't know. I'm not sure, but um, he looked good, though. I thought he looked pretty good. Um... What else we got here? Uh, We have the Ring, or yeah, Ring City. I almost call it Ring TV. Ring City USA, which is a pretty cool name for a series. Um, uh, NBC Sports Network. Um, There was two prospect fights on there. Um, One of them was a 22-year-old Rocky Hernandez who... It's really, he's at a, like, if you look at his resume, he's 30 and one with like 27 KOs going into this fight. Um, he's taking on Eduardo Garza, took care of business. Um, didn't get a lot out of that fight. Got a little bit more out of William Zepade. What is it? Zepeda? Zepeda? Um, he's young too. He's 24, 22 and 0, 20 KOs. He's got some good bets. Um, to an extent on his resume. So I think he's closer to being getting tested. I wouldn't doubt if maybe in the next chunk of months they'll put him back on this. Uh, but he beat uh, Roberto Ramirez um, the, uh, was it fifth or sixth? I think it was fifth round uh, knockout. He looked pretty good. Um, I thought he did a pretty good you know job at the establishing his jab. Establishing his jab. Um, like I said, just opponent-wise, there just wasn't much in his opponent per se. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to well, both of them I'll check out, of course. But um, yeah, it's kind of a wait and see on that. We did get something out of the main event, uh, relatively speaking. Well, before the fight, Miguel Mickey Roman um, had a little glove gate controversy, supposedly. Well, not supposedly. It was missing, like, the amount of pads you normally have. Both sets, by the way. And uh, Foster's Corner saw it, identified it, and they threw out those two gloves and allowed more gloves to come in, obviously. Um, you know, I don't know where they got those gloves. 
Actually, now I think about it. Did they get it? Do I remember seeing on Twitter that maybe it came from Foster's side? Because that's happened before. I can't remember. But it was a good find and pretty shaky. Um, I would probably, well, at least have a hearing. You know, could you suspend someone's license and then give it back to them if the hearing goes good? Yeah, I think you could. Maybe suspending it right away is, is maybe you have the hearing and then decide whatever it is. But I, I do think, like, they're, you know, gloves do get turned down. That's not, like, the rarest thing ever. You know what I mean? They do get turned down. Um, but, you know, I'd have to kind of see when they're talking about missing pads, like, how, how much are we talking about? You know what I mean? Was it, it's one thing for it to be already squished in or, you know, someone put a finger or moved it around too much or whatever. And then they get denied. Like I said, it, you know, they do get denied, but this one was shaky. And I do fast forward some of this stuff sometimes between rounds if I'm in a hurry to, to watch the fight or obviously the commercials on my DVR. But I didn't hear them talk about it till later in the fight. And I remember Porter's like, oh, DeBella's not going to let it go. And it's like, well, I mean, I don't really think that's not letting it go. You know, I think that's a fair thing if someone doesn't have the correct padding. And both, not one, but both of their, uh, you know, um, gloves, I think that should, I think that should have a hearing, but you know, it is what it is. They got the right gloves, whatever. Uh, uh, shocky, Kishaki, uh, Foster. Um, you know, he, he's a prospect. He took some, some L's early. What is he? 16 and two or something like that. Um, he looked pretty good though. I mean, Mickey at this point is way past his prime. Uh, but these were good rounds for him, I thought. I thought Roman actually did some decent work down the stretch before he got TKO'd. Um, but it was like a jab right hand, I think, at the midway point that knocked Roman down. And Mickey was already, like, looking at his eye. Like, or not look, he was looking at his eye. Yeah, he was looking at his eye with no mirror. But, no, he was, like, messing with his eye right away. I think it was his left eye. It seemed like it was bothering him. And uh, so I thought, oh, wow, I wonder if there's something up with his eye or is this thing going to end shorter than I thought. Um, And Foster also went to the body with the right hand. I noticed that. Um, He started, uh, you know, going same jab right hand, but adding the left hook, not just to the body, but to the head as well. He was landing some really good short shots in close to the head and body, left hooks, jabs, pivot. He was doing some good stuff in there. He was just busier. Um, you could see, though, in the fourth that I thought Roman was starting to pick it up a little bit. I don't know if you give him the fourth, but, you know, you could see it coming. And in the fifth, I think you, you might you may get a, give him that, especially in the last part. He could have stole that round. Um but more left hooks to the body, left uppercuts as well. I forgot to mention the uppercuts. He was circling well, was Foster, landed the better shots. Roman, though, in the seventh, he was really on that pressure. You know, he's like, screw it. I'm not winning the fight. Maybe his eye was still messing with him, but he said, screw it. I'm bringing pressure, and I'm going to work that body. Pause. And, um, but that was about. 
you know what? Normally, see, I recorded, I randomly recorded, I didn't realize I did this at the time, but I randomly recorded the replay, and they had a two-hour slot, and then they went right to the replay, but usually, like on FS1 or once in a while on ESPN2 when they uh, show replays, which I hope they continue to do like they've done lately, um, but I really, FS1 and FS2 consistently has fights on throughout the week. And they usually edit it. So on the replay, they usually edit it so it fits in the two-hour two slot. Um, so the last, like, I think it was the eighth and some of the ninth. I mean, I ended up seeing the knockout, you know. But they didn't edit the replay. So it just went long. So I missed, like, the last round and a half or something. It was a TKO ninth round by Foster. Um, and so, you know. Coppinger, I got to say, like, Coppinger threw Showbox under the bus to sit there and pump up this Ring City USA, and he is the official news guy for them or whatever. I think he put a post out. I I, I say news guy. I think that's who's going to break the news for them because they made it sound like that with this tweet Coppinger did. But there's no reason, and I'm not blaming the Ring City Ring City guys, US, USA. I'm not blaming those guys because I don't think they said, "Hey, in your article, make sure you dump on Showbox." You know, um, they say they have a bigger budget than uh, Showbox. You know, I don't know if that's true. I'm not sure. Um, they say it though. Um, judging by how people got paid in this one, I wouldn't necessarily say it's that much bigger. But this is just their first one. Speaking of Showbox, their next two cards that are scheduled look like that. Two undefeated, younger, 14-0, 16-0, that type of thing. So any any new entity I'm willing to give a chance to. And, uh, you know, this isn't a promotional tide thing. So that's either going to really help them at times and possibly hurt them. Um, but they are really going out on their way of saying, hey, Anyone can fight here, and we're here to put you in a fight that's going to mean something, and you can move on. Um, so I like how they're saying that up front. Some of the people behind them, uh, especially one of them that I don't know personally, like we talk on the phone, but I have had some, uh, you know, coral. Uh, I've had some some back and forth with the person on a positive level, and, and I like the person's podcast, Boxing Esquire. Um, and I think he does a good job. I think he's pretty fair. So I, I wish him nothing but the best. And, you know, we see, like, smaller regional um, promoters, which are very valuable to the sport, um, but we see them complain a lot about stuff. But yet these guys and gals just went out and just got their show. They got their show. They got their series. So I, I respect that. Um, but – Clearly, Coppinger, to sit there and already dump on Showbox like it's just horrible. Showbox is still probably the most consistent show for boxing. FS1's been pretty solid. Um, it's just not always prospect against prospect. The fight is prospect against that thing. Um, and this, this was obviously prospect against that with Roman. But um, they're really stressing the middle class. Uh, 
not being there. And so to me, no, I understand because they said it, it's kind of a combination of are we talking about club level shows that you can do prospects in a, in a state or region, right? Is that what we're talking about? Because if that's what we're talking about, then sure, I understand that. Um, now, how many club shows do you get to broadcast across the nation? That that I don't know. There's all sorts of streams in New York for a while. Uh, DeBella had his thing popping. So the thing about the club show is sometimes the main event or some of the fights will just be squashed, right? But in the same breath, the actual club fights, where you look at the records, you go, what the hell? They're actually really fun to watch. So let's say you got ten fights. Two of those could be just fun as fights that even casuals would be like, wow, that was fun. Now, it's at a level. You know what I mean? My, I guess my point is, my point is, when you say the middle class, to me, middle class means mid-level fights. And if we're going to do like the economy, right, The really the top, 0.1% or, you know, 0.01 or whatever, point one, you know, or just 1%. Then you have the upper middle. Then you have the middle, which obviously in the last 50 years has shrunk. Um, then you have what they call the working class. Then you have poverty. Well, to me, the club shows are working class and poverty. They're not really middle income is my point. So, nor is their pay. So, the mid-level fight, we have gotten more mid-level fights in the last three to five years than we had previous three to five years. The mid-level fight is getting pretty much full representation now, um, or more than it had. Um, but I get, I like the concept. I do like the concept. It sounds like they're going to have them once a month. Was it a 12 or 11 next year? I can't remember, but... I like the concept. You know, I wonder how much they're going to bring people back or if it is literally, hey, you do this, you can get to there. Whatever the case is, obviously Showbox now. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva Paper Towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. They can be stuck on the PBC side of things. Um, or, you know, Top Rank has so many dates, they're not going to put their anybody on Showbox. Not like they made a habit of it, but there are some other promoters that aren't able to get on Showbox, that type of thing. So um, I like it. Um, but, you know, it's funny how the media, and I'm not just talking about Coppinger, but the media, if you look at, like, Jake Donovan wrote an article that was completely fair. He was straight up. He did his job. 
he did his job. That's why we, you know, on the show here, we talk a lot about Jake. I'm going to try to get him back next uh, week, actually, for our uh, monthly segment. But then you have guys like Coppinger who had to take down somebody else to say something, right? But then there's, look at this, this is ESPN.com. This is Ben Baby. Um, is that his real name? Um, this is what he wrote. He's an ESPN staff writer. This is what he wrote about the, the you know, last week's card. <laughs> the most important thing that happens in boxing in 2020 might be what occurs inside the wild card boxing club in Hollywood, California on Thursday night. Talking about the Ring City new venture for NBC Sports Network. And, and they're, you know, we talked about this last time, actually, Jake, speaking of Jake, um, Last time Jake came out here, you know, we talked about how there is too much boxing. We know there's too much boxing. Hardcores, we love it. It's always on. Great. But in the end, it, there is too much. So now we're going to add 12 more shows a, a year or whatever. You know, it is what it is. But I do like where they're going with the idea. And like I said, if you look at the next two, you know, shows on paper, they kind of look like the showbox thing, what they're going for. And I hope, I, I wish them well, but the most important thing that happens in boxing in 2020 might be this. I mean, come on, dude. Give me a effing break, dude. Are you serious? I mean, come on, dude. Are we really going to do all that? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Anyway, um, not much in their first show, but it's their first show, right? Um, and we've seen not much. Plenty of times uh, before. Here, that article goes on to say the concept is pretty simple: competitive matchmaking on a budget that isn't driven by promoter agenda, offering unheralded, unheralded fighters a platform. But the implications of what the upstart outfit is trying to do so far is, oh, is more complex. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I just think that's like so that would be the most important thing that happened. It's not even a might. Come on, dude. There's a lot of different issues in boxing. It is what it is. Anyway, um, we will be talking a little bit about the upcoming fights this weekend. Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce are fighting on ESPN Plus here in the States. And, of course, BT Sport. I think it's straight up, right? It's not pay-per-view. Is that correct? Well, that's a good deal for uh, for UK fight fans. Um, and that's basically like having a Showtime or ESPN. Like, you do have to pay for it, but you're already paying for it. It's not a pay-per-view, right? So, that's cool. Um, I like that fight. I do favor Dubois, but we'll, we'll get into it in just a short little bit. Uh, Daniel Jacobs and Gabriel Zotto have been going at it for quite some time. We'll see if that actually plays out in the ring. Um, Gabe, you know, his skin is not the toughest. <laughs> He's a tough dude. I'm not messing with him, but his skin is its hard for him to hold up, is my point, without cutting and bleeding and all that. But Daniel Jacobs, as I mentioned earlier, he fights the levels normally. He really does. And so... Could this be, like, I think stylistically, I do think, and not because they're beefing, 
I think stylistically this could be a fun fight to watch. I really do. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about it. And, of course, I'll give you my take on the Tyson Roy Jones. You know what? Why don't we just get that shit out of the way? So I have um, the title of the show, part of the title of the show, um, is is Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., a real fight or fugazi? Is it fake? For those who don't know what that means. Um, well, it's an exhibition. And it's an exhibition on pay-per-view. Now, like I mentioned earlier, every time a pay-per-view comes around, I'm not here to tell you what you should buy and what you shouldn't buy. I just have the same formula, pay-per-views, that I've had for quite some time when judging them. And uh, does it deliver bang for the buck? Is it a competitive main event? Is there something that we can sink our teeth into on the undercard? Yada, yada, yada. Um, But I did notice, I mean, we know it was only a couple of days, I think, after the uh, Showtime announcement back in the summer of their schedule when this fight got announced, too. And, you know, Kevin Ioli, several people, but Ioli especially, he, he didn't even tweet for like five or six days. Someone, like, was tweeting about that, like, Kevin still hasn't even, Ioli hasn't even still tweeted about the the schedule at all, basically. And I went back to his Twitter account, and it had been like six days or something. But yet he had had like eight tweets for the Jones, that, you know. And I remember he said something like, well, looks like they're – because he thought – he just assumed that Loma and Lomachenko – or I'm sorry, Loma and uh, Lopez were gonna, was going to be paper because that's what it originally was. But obviously it got knocked off, and it didn't happen. Thank, you know, that was awesome. But um, – thanks ESPN. But – um, he his only statement was, well, there's looks like there's going to be two pay per views in October. You bet, basically, you better fucking make them good, you know. But yet, he's doing it, and, and I'm not saying you can't. You can promote both. I'm talking about it on the show, aren't I? I mean, I am. Doesn't mean I'm telling you, hey, I'm I'm pumping it up, but I'm still talking about it, right? Um. But to sit here and, and, you know, you can go on the radio. People are going to invite you on the radio before they're going to invite you for the Charlo Brothers. I get that. It has nothing to do with that. But if you're going to sit there and apply pressure to pay-per-views for the last couple of years, especially the PBC ones, and that's just true. People were dogging Thurman and, uh, you know, in freaking Pacquiao, for Christ's sakes. Their undercards have been good. Better than what we had before they started doing pay-per-views. Now, I'm not saying Don King. I'm saying, you know, the last 10 years or whatever. But I'm just going to tell you about the fight. It's an exhibition. I already told you originally some of the quotes that came from the commission. Let's not fool anybody. Let's tell, you know, we're not going to scam someone, you know. Um, I know some boxing writers that were saying, you know, like buyer beware on Thurman and Pacquiao. Buyer beware. Because they didn't want someone to come back on their Twitter feed and be like, oh, that was a bull... You know, Thurman just ran. Because that was what the the person was saying. Oh, you know, Thurman's just going to run or whatever. 
But then I don't see a buyer beware this week. Like I said, I've seen people either supporting it. That's cool. You can support it, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's not cool, but it is what it is. Your media, I get it. Clicks are clicks. Like I said, I'm talking about it. But Or, or others are quiet. Well, like I said, they were dumping on the Charlo pay-per-view, and value-wise, that was a damn good pay-per-view. Um, but there is – they're not going to announce – in the well, in the area where they're having it, I was going to say it's not like a big audience or something, but they're not going to announce over the loudspeaker, <laughs> which is kind of a funny way to say it, but whatever, the winner. They don't have official – commission judges that have cards that are scoring it. They have the WBC has appointed three celebrity judges and (laughs) they are not allowed to do the 10-9 scoring system. It just basically they announce who they think won. No official judges. Foster clarified this. Um, They're going to have those guests remotely, nothing official. Um, it's it's basically there's no cumulative score. It's just straight up, I think he won. Um, that's a very entertainment-centered thing. It's about entertainment, not about competition. They have some kind of, you know, fake WBC belt that they're trying to pass off as something. But remember, it's an exhibition. It's eight rounds, two-minute rounds. They're saying that there's no knock knockouts allowed. And that's something that the commission said earlier, that if someone's getting feisty, they literally are going to break it up if they stop. And both of them know that. And Tyson said he's going to you know, give his to charity. Is that a straight-up charity that he's going to keep doing these fights for and build? Or is that a tax purpose? I don't know. Roy Jones, I don't know what he's doing with this. Um, if a cut occurs, fight's over. So if you hurt somebody or there's a cut, it's over. Well, I'm sorry. If there's a cut, the fight's over. But if you hurt someone, they're going to break it up and be like, no, no, no. There's no knockouts allowed, basically. You know, so there's no bets allowed on the fight. Well, I don't know about that. Um but because it's a it's an exhibition, it's basically hard sparring is what it is. So both guys will get a belt after. <laughs> um, so you know, it's Fugazi. It is what it is. Now I understand that it's going to get some pay per views. It's fifty bucks. Um. Okay, it's <laughs> wow. Someone's getting a little defensive here. In my chat, um, someone said it's forty nine ninety nine, and they didn't put like a LOL or a smiley face or anything. So um, at least say the facts. It's fifty bucks, dude. I mean, if we want to go facts, is there some tax involved? I don't know. I don't know because the, I really don't know. But you know, is there? Because if there is, then well, whatever. Um. So it is what it is. Am I renting it? No, I'm not going to rent it. I didn't rent uh, Roy Jones against B-Hop 2 because I knew what it was going to be. 
Um, I would rather watch the clips of 60-40 and it's a done deal. 60-40 is a done deal. You know, when they're going back and forth after, it'd be like right after a B-Hop fight and they'd be talking back and forth, him and Roy. 60-40, it's a done deal. Remember that shit on HBO? But anyway, I can't sit there and say that I won't watch highlights or whatever. People talking about team stream. You know, I, I get that. But I'm not going to spend, it's not even money. Do I have forty nine ninety nine? I don't know if there's tax. Yeah, but do I? am I really going to spend it on an exhibition? It's just funny, like I said, to see some of these media members, especially like the better named ones that have a bigger platform or whatever, to sit there and with this type of, I almost want to call it behavior. Because <laughs> then they'll turn around and shit on quality papers. But then they're either quiet as a little church mouse or they're up there trying to get hits with it. And I get it. Like I said, I, I get the hits thing. But, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. Because it's not a real fight, guys. Do, doesn't it bother those same media members that dumped on the Charlo pay-per-view? Doesn't it bother them that this is not a real fight, but yet they're asking for 50 bucks? Not not 5 or 10 bucks on an app. 50 bucks. Or 49.99 like old boy said in the, in the chat. So, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on that. Thank you, though. I do appreciate the offer. But I'm good. I, 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 don't, I don't want that. Um, that's not to say that I won't have a recap segment next week. I'm being honest. maybe it turns out to be a fun fight, you know, the nostalgia, all that. I I get all that. I mean, I get all that. Um, But, uh, yeah. Vinny Paz, Christy Martin, and Chad Dawson are actually, I think, the celebrity uh, guests there. Oh, and they have Vada. I don't know when it started, but they, they do have Vada through the clean program. A clean boxing program, but marijuana will not be involved. That's probably the funniest thing I like. Um, so, yeah. Badu Jack fights on there. Uh, Fidel Riley fights on there, and then Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. I gotta admit, if you're gonna just look at it from a fight like this, I have more interest in that <laughs> than I have this, and I don't have any interest in that, but I'm just saying like, uh, okay. Um, oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah. Where are we? Oh, yeah. So, um, let's get into some news, shall we? There is some fight news that I will be talking about here soon. Um, no doubt about it. Some Some current fight news and couple of boxing Twitter segments as well, or not a couple of segments, but, you know, some good tweets to uh, scratch your head at or make you laugh or or go, yeah, hey, uh, that's that's legit, that's legit. Um, ooh, actually, someone just sent me part of the boxing Twitter segment. Crawford fought an old and crusty, not wanting to be there, Brooke quit. He has no good names on his resume. When pull stall and horns your best fight, you're bullshit and you can't be down for now. 
Um, well, I mean, you talk about pound for pound, like number one, or just pound for pound. I'll say this. Like I said last week, um, you can say whatever you want about Kell Brook. He won the first two rounds cleanly. Third round was closer. You know, I think Crawford won it, but it was close. And then, yeah, we understand he didn't fight back. Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the chief identity champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. But Crawford took care of business. You brought up Postal. Well, go look at the fight. Go watch Terrence Crawford and Victor Postal. Then go watch Victor Postal against Jose Ramirez. Then go watch Victor Postal against Josh Taylor. You tell me who had the best uh, performance in that. Not which fight you liked to, better to watch or which fight was more two-way. Who performed better? Crawford did. He, he won like he lost the first round, then won the rest, right? Basically, maybe he lost. Maybe he was ten to two. So I get it. I get what you're saying. I don't have him as the number one pound for pound guy. I think that's like an eye test there, which that's cool if people think it's the eye test. And I can understand the people that think, well, Canelo cheated. Okay, that's cool too. I get it. You know, Canelo's eye test and resume, but he did cheat. Now, his layer of cheating compared to some others, that's an argument, but that, that tweets. That's just garbage. Sorry. Um, not sorry. Okay, so what, where was I? Oh, yeah. So we're going to catch up a little bit with this Crawford Bob Arum stuff. They had some quotes that, well, you know, last week. Bob really said, yeah, uh-huh, I'm laying it on the line here. You know, he, he really let it out. And, uh, you know, this week he doubled down. He's like, I don't understand, you know, I don't, yeah, what did I say wrong, basically? Uh, this is from Dan Raphael uh, yesterday on BoxingScene.com. Aram stands by Crawford's comments, disinterested in promoting his fight. Um, I don't give a shit. I don't care because what the Crawford camp did was reprehensible. The lawyer sent a letter to us. Okay, that's fine. That's what lawyers do. But you, sh- oh, but you don't release it to the press. Well, there's the shit part. All this should have been behind closed doors like what men do. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's always behind closed doors, right? I'm not going to take this shit. I'm just not going to do it because the truth is I've lost money with this guy. 
And that may be the truth. But remember, Mr. Bob Aram, you signed him too. He signed the contract. There's some blame there, knowing that he's, Crawford's probably not going to get the biggest fights. But then there's also blame there. So he doubled down. Um, and this is what he said. It'll be another hit on my net worth. I'm being serious. I turned the whole project of Crawford over to his stepson, Todd DeBuff. I washed my hands of it. I'm too emotional about it. Um, then there was this last kerfuffle with the Brook fight when he didn't sign contract the contract, so we couldn't promote Lomachenko Lopez on the telecast. Um, I have long since departed working with Crawford. Um, he's talking about how, uh, you know, it took a while for him to sign it. Uh, Aram said that uh, was after top rank. Crawford agreed to terms on Brook fight. Crawford had the contract for two weeks but declined to sign the paperwork. Aram wanted to sign it so they could launch the promotion uh, in a major way during to, to basically start that night because they had a big audience with uh, Lomachenko and Lopez. We keep telling them to sign the fucking contract because what they were up what they were up to was to start promoting it. Because what they were not not have signed contract and start renegotiating. Look at that. That sounds so weird. But I understand what he's saying. Um, I want a signed contract. They had it for two weeks. If it was up to me, I couldn't handle it. I'm too old to handle it. I've taken it off my agenda, whatever Todd wants to do. So he's saying, screw it. Um, you know, so he doubled down. He doubled down. That's what he said. Um, so, and he, he thinks right now without the bars and the restaurants and the closed circuit and stuff like that, that those fights, you know, with that, that fight couldn't be made anyway. And without the gate, you know, like a Spence Crawford or whatever. Um, and now he's going on this, he, you need, in order to do uh, pay-per-views, you need ESPN Plus because it did uh, a good chunk of uh, buys on the Fury and Wilder fight. But, um, you know, it's it's just his way of... But here, you know, we, we heard a variety of stuff from Terrence. Um, you know, basically saying, hey, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't think I can do it, then Oh, you know what I mean? Basically, that that's basically if you you don't think I, if I'm losing money on you, then you know here's a good t- actually I'll, I'll read that later. But um, he's like, yeah, it pissed me off. This was on Sirius X XM Boxing, Terrence Crawford. Uh, he said it pissed me off because I'm one of the most loyal people. Uh, for him to say some foolish shit like that, it makes me look at him totally different way. Release me now, and you don't have to lose, you know, money on me no more. So he was really like pretty stern on that. Like, all right, dude. Well, if I'm not making money for you, then just release me. Then I could be a free agent, you know. Um, and so, and that's kind of what I thought, you know, he would uh, he would say. And be, like I talked about earlier, stubborn, like be stubborn about it, you know, which actually I don't think that part is being 
stubborn. I just think that the, once you cross him, I thought he was stubborn enough to not be like, I'm done. We're done. Then. But maybe, you know, there are some other quotes that kind of make me scratch my head. And you start to look at there's loyalty. You know, there's loyalty. And then there's just like, dude, you're just going to let him disrespect you? So it's kind of a combo. And also, well, here, I'll just read the quote. This is from Friday on BoxingScene.com. We'll get the top-ranked feud figured out. I can't bash Bob because I know he tried everything. I can't bash Bob. He also said that on that that same Sirius XM. I can't bash Bob Arum and top rank. I cannot do that. They gave me the opportunity to accomplish everything in my career. I know deep down in my heart that Bob is a really good dude, and he really did try everything possible in his will to get the fights I was asking for. I don't know what made him come out and say all the negative stuff he said about me. Um, I have a lot of things going through my head right now. I don't really like to talk about it because I'm not the kind of person to put business in the street. Um, If I ever had a problem with Bob Arum or Top Rank, I always went to them. Um, Crawford said, Arum doesn't promote me like he promotes everybody else. Ain't nobody in the stable doing numbers like me. I'm doing nobody. Um, Not even your prima donnas. You're getting so much more, basically, you know, promotion. Uh, motherfucker ain't doing nothing compared to me. I always felt like I was set up from the jump so they didn't have to pay me the money that I deserved. I always felt like I was set up from the jump so they didn't have to pay the money that I deserved. He's talking about money. I used to take pay cuts because I didn't care about the money. I knew where I was going. Now he's going to pay me more for a minimum every single time that I fight because I deserve it. You're going to pay me what I'm worth. Top rank is a company I am with right now, but who knows what the future may hold. Uh, You know, trial, tribulation, blah, blah, blah. So to me, in there, he's saying how he's getting screwed. But he knows deep down he tried everything. So you think you're getting, you know, out promoed on your own, you know, platform, like they're giving more attention to Lomachenko and Tiafimo or whatever, right? That's what he says. And and I'll say this, three separate times they put Crawford in a good spot with a, a, a really nice lead in. Three separate times. So, and that's in about two years, because, well, three years or something like that. Yeah, because since 2017, right? That's when they had started. So, I mean, could they have done better? Yes. Did they put him in some really good spots? Yeah. So, my thing is, when he says, you know, Bob did everything he could do, he didn't offer Porter a fight. He didn't even try to negotiate with Thurman, not like I think that fight was 100% realistic at the time, but he didn't even negotiate it. Um. And when he offered Danny, it's coming off a loss to Porter. So he offered Danny, but they didn't really, they just sent it to Angel. They didn't, they didn't even send it to Al Heyman. So that's not, that's a press run, like I said. So he didn't do everything to get the fights he could. Now, maybe this Pacquiao fight, maybe that part of it's real and, and all that. But 
like, you know, that they actually did have the fight in place and all that. And maybe that's why he's saying, oh, we'll get this figured out, kind of playing both sides of it. Like, well, we'll get it figured out because, hey, if he does end up getting that fight with Pacquiao, then I'm still signing with him. And he probably doesn't want to sit around for a year either. He probably wants to pick up some more money. Um, but it is what it is. So that, that kind of makes me scratch my head unless it's strategic which I'm not sure if it is or not. But, yeah, to me, it's a little funky. It's kind of like, well, which one is it, dude? You know? Which one is it? it? It's kind of all over the place on that for me. Because it's like you just got done saying, don't, you know, if I don't do this, I don't do that. Well, you know, I, I don't know. He, he didn't really go out and try to get these fights. He talks about other fighters. He's even saying himself the Spence fight can't happen because of the lack of gate in bars and restaurants. So, um, but he did get mad. Aram did say, you know, he shouldn't have leaked it or whoever. Well, this is what um, his manager and trainer, Crawford, uh, was saying. He said that, uh, that he didn't, his side didn't leak it. The statement claiming that members of uh, Terrence Crawford specifically Todd Kenny and I released documents and contract details to the media are false. Bob and his team need to look in-house for those leaks. Um, and I think part of the, the leak was, and I don't think I talked about this. Maybe I did last week. I'm not sure. But part of it was um, if, if certain fights didn't get made, he would get a bonus. Um, and here's what this is what Bomack was talking about. Aaron informed boxing scene that he believes Bomack leaked details of Cropper's contract to the Athletic for a story posted to the website. This was November 13th, the day before Crawford broke out. The 88-year-old uh, promoter was especially bothered by the revelation that he had promised to pay Crawford a million more on top of his, you know, minimum. If top rank didn't make an offer in 2020 to Spence for a welterweight title unification fight. So that's the part he didn't like. Um, I guess that was a big part of it. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure exactly who leaked what or, or whatever. You know what I mean? I have no clue. Um, but that was smart by Crawford. You know, either way, you were either going to get the fight or get some more money. So I give him credit for that. That was strategic. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, and Spence was asked the question during his press conference. Or no, I'm sorry. Well, he was that too. But I think this is on the Coppinger and Pug uh, podcast. They, they brought it to him. They basically put uh, the 60-40 thing, you know, out there on the table, like, hey, do you think you should get more like 60-40 or whatever? I don't know if they said 60-40, but, you know, the lion's share, the, the more money than 50-50. And he did, you know, Spence did say, yeah, I do believe that, you know, I should get 60-40 or something. You know, he did leave the open door for negotiations. He was basically saying once Bob and, and Al Heyman actually sit down and work it all out, they'll come up with something that he probably be will be okay with but he did say he should be he should get uh more money 
the 60-40 thing, like I said, I don't know if he said it and then said 60-40 or something, which could be 55-45, whatever. Uh, some people are already saying, well, why don't you, you know, give, you know, 40-40 or, or, you know, and then 20% to the winner and stuff like that. But you, you never leave it in the hands of the judges for money, you know. Now, maybe for the rematch, someone can get it, a higher thing or whatever, but... Clearly, I know people don't like to talk about this, or it's like a dirty word sometimes to say, oh, you know, you, I don't care, and you don't care. We don't care, like, who's the A-side. And I think that's a fair statement. But the business does. And if Bob Aaron was in the power play, he would do that. I mean, Christ, he was saying Pacquiao's the A-side by a mile back when he was going to fight Floyd originally, like, you know, 2010, 2011. So which he wasn't the A-side clearly at that time. So, I don't know. You know, I've documented it numerous times. Uh, well, on both sides, Spence, because remember Spence a couple of years back was all litted up. He was all litty uh, at that press conference. He was talking about Prograrius and all that <laughs> when he's talking about Regis Progray. And he said, you know, if you, if you want the fight, you can come to Showtime on the A-side and all that. And he, and he is the A-side, by the way. It's pretty pretty. But um, Crawford has always said, I don't need them. They need me. I'm already in the Hall of Fame. I don't need the fight at all. Um, Like, period. He doesn't care about it anymore. And I can understand, like, the mentality of it's either going to happen or not, you know? Of course, you can let your contract run out and go make it happen. But but he sometimes he's been lit going, you know, I remember there's this one interview that I played that it was right before a fight. Uh, not his fight, but just as a spectator. And he was pretty drunk, and he was saying he's the A-side. But his A-side is based off accomplishments at weight classes. Um, and so he says, I have more belts, I have more accomplishments. What has he done? All that good stuff. But this is, this is from a chunk of days ago. Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. Uh, like Saturday or something. Friday, actually, I'm looking at it. Crawford on Spence fight. If it ain't 60-40 in my favor, the fight won't happen. That's that's what he said. So Arrow has said he's the A-side, which is true. But he also, in that interview, said 60-40 or something like that. He didn't say it had to be 60-40. But I think that ever since they were beefing on Twitter and then they talked on the phone, and you could see Spence, I've said this before, that Spence said we've already talked about, like, in a general way, what it takes to make that fight. And I believe it was not 
Um, and Crawford really hadn't said a whole lot of it. But he says, I definitely should be getting the bigger share. The proof is in the pudding. Who's the bigger draw? That's what, uh, you know, Spence said. He's a great fighter, but I feel like 60-40, that's the right price. Well, I don't know about price. Or he said 60-40 or something like that. Um, that fight not going to happen because he already talking 60-40 deal. If it ain't a 60-40 in my favor, then the fight's not going to happen. I've accomplished way more than he did with his little career. I don't really care if the fight don't happen anymore. Crawford said I used to be all caught up into it, and I can understand all that. You get sick of it or whatever. Um, but I'm not the one. I'm not the one that is the reason why it didn't happen. Neither of them were. I'm not the one who said, oh, well, you need Spence. Why do I need Spence? A lot of people say I need Spence. I don't need Spence. The fans want Spence. Um, what has Spence accomplished in his career that I haven't or more? What has he accomplished? That's what I'm considered. That's why I'm considered number one pound for pound in the world. I can't complain, of course. I want the big fights, but like I said, I'm cool. I can't p- complain. Of course, I want the big fights, but like I said, I'm cool. I'm, I'm making good money. I'm fighting good names, the names that are good enough to fight. I know everybody wants me to fight Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Errol Spence, Sean Porter. For those fights, ain't happening yet, so I got to fight the next best opponent. Um, and like I said, he's been he's been saying he's the A side, and, and maybe he's maybe he wants it. You know, maybe he's trying to be strategic about it and say, well, I'm I'm holding my guns, you hold your guns. And let's meet somewhere in the middle. You know, maybe that's a 50-50. But that's what I'm talking about. Both Spence and Cropper can be, you know, stubborn. And uh, I know Spence in a you know, recent interview admitted it. But, um, you know, if he's really going to stick to that, the 60-40 Crawford, he doesn't really have a foot to stand on, unfortunately. Um... Oh, Oscar De La Hoya. De La Hoya is taking credit for the PBC statement in general. De La Hoya, and it's funny that some of the guys he mentioned, Wilder and Spence, he didn't build those guys up. He he had a lot of fights as a prospect um, with, with Wilder, but he was gone before he had a title fight. Um, De La Hoya on Wilder, Spence, and other PBC, PBC fighters, I built them. Um, so this is what he's saying. Uh, he also believes he, de- he deserves credit for having built the careers of, you know, the premier boxing guys. Oops. Um, sorry. So he says, uh, he built Wilder, Errol Spence, the Charlo twins, Leo Santa Cruz, just to name a few. The claim, however, might be hard to swallow depending on, the operative world, I, or word, I built them. This is what he said on the uh, on a recent episode of the third knockdown rule. This is uh, on boxing scene as well. Um, let's see, he says, on the other side of the street, you have a bunch of fighters that just don't want to fight, and it's not because of them, it's because of who is controlling the ship there. The PBC group has their own agenda, I don't know what the agenda is because they keep losing money. Literally, a perfect example is Leo Santa Cruz and Gervonta. 
and before that they lost money somewhere else and somewhere else. I don't know how long they can keep it up. It's hurting. It's hurting the sport. We can make so many good fights together, and we've done that together with Fox and ESPN working together. Uh, we should do that more often. He said we've done that together. I think he was talking about Bob on that one. Bob loves making fights. Yeah, he's in control of them. Um, you know, he basically says that, you know, we've worked with every, every single promoter, and the only issue that we had is PBC for some reason. I don't dislike them, you know. Um, but what he's saying is Leo Santa Cruz, Danny Garcia, what's going on is happening. PBC relying – oh, they're relying on champions they have now, but they what happens when the champions get old and they retire, they don't have the next wave because they don't know how to build. So that's maybe a ship that sails away. They tried to be great, but they just couldn't. Um, well, first of all, when Spence – and Wilder and all these guys he's talking about, Thurman, was on Golden Boy. Richard Schaefer was the head promoter. He, he was the guy. And it was hard to get Oscar to come into the office on a daily basis, sometimes at all, throughout a given week. Sometimes he wouldn't show up to events, including fight night. And I'm not just talking about Mayweather Canelo. Because he was in rehab, but, you know, Mayweather-Canelo, that's like your biggest fight for your fighter, and you need to show up. So, he even admits he wasn't the most present, you know, promoter back then. But you know what? That's okay, because he, he put people in charge, and it was his money that started it out. So, that you know, it's okay just to be a figurehead and show up to events and do the press conferences and go on the radio and talk about your fighters and all that. If you just did that, that'd be fine. But he's sitting there saying, we built them. Now he's taught, you know, now ever since he's been with the zone, he's anti-pay-per-view. But before it, he was like, we we're the only ones that know how to build a pay-per-view star. But, you know, Wilder fought on Showbox. I think he fought on like a Showtime special edition. But to say they built him, like built him as a prospect fight. Basically, he needed a slow build, and they gave him it. How many key fights did they even have with Golden Boy? I mean, he his first fight was in 2015. That was a significant Stubborn fight. And then when he went on Fox and NBC, that was all Heyman. So when he says he built up Wilder to what he is now, that's just bullshit. You can't even mention Gervonta Davis' name, obviously. Because he was never signed to Gold Boy. So that would be ridiculous. Danny Garcia, yeah, he promoted him, but look how he promoted him. He put him in there as an opponent, a replacement opponent against Amir Khan as the underdog. Matisse, as the under he he promoted him as the opponent, and Danny Garcia went from there. So Let's let's be honest about how that works. You know what I mean? Um, and if you're talking about losing money, you take Canelo out of the scene. We saw what happened. You're talking about losing money. They were losing money majorly beyond Canelo. So that's just Oscar for you. That's just Oscar for you. Um, 
But yeah, he's up there. T- you know, it's Thurman. Okay, Thurman fought under Gold Boy, and and he fought on HBO and Showtime. So you built him up. But what made him bigger? Was it fighting on Showtime or HBO, or fighting in front of three, four, five million people? What what helped more to his career? Both of them helped, but what you know? So it's just like he's trying to take credit when he barely even promoted. Now that's his. You know, that was his stable and all that. And by the way, you know, he was going to get paid $100 million to, to do what he wanted to do originally, Oscar, and sell his company. Then he decided not to, and he ended up getting a payout from those fighters. Those fighters had a choice to stay. Al was their advisor slash manager. He wasn't their promoter. So they had a chance to stay. They ended up going. And so to sit there and say he can't build, like, so they built Spence up at Golden Boy. He he got all this exposure with Golden Boy. Even the Charlo twins, fights did they have on HBO when you were at HBO? None because they weren't pro, you know they weren't at that level yet. Showtime they they had a bunch of fights on Showtime, but they didn't start getting bigger until. It was later in their career. I mean, they didn't even sign the Charlo Twins. They signed Jermel, not Jamal. Did they ever even sign Jermel? I think – actually, I don't think they did. But I know he's fighting on the cards. But anyway, you know, that's just Oscar coming out. You know, he, he wants to help boxing so much, but he can't help but to rip. And by the way, you know, there was some fights recently that had top rank in um, – and I'm not just talking Wilder – in theory, but top rank and at uh, PBC, but nobody talks about it. They only talk about what Eddie Hearn or when Oscar does, you know. Because I mean, if we're being honest, Ramirez and Postal, Postal is a PBC fighter. Mandatories are mandatories. You know, stuff happens. But anyway, I, I'm I'm done with that subject. I'm going to go out to Portland in 5:03. He wants to jump in real quick here. There is 17 minutes left of the live stream. 646-381-4990 is the number to call. I'm going to go out to 503 now, Portland. Hey, what's going on, man? How the hell are you? Yo, yo. Yo, yo, what up, what up, what up, Chris? What's going down? Hey, yo, yo, what up, what up? Hey, yo, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> nah, just chillin' chillin', man. How you doing, brother? I'm over here. Well, I'm doing good. I'm over here, you know, beautiful Oregon, doing my thing, you know. Just sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I'm a little winded. I'm just working out. But, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, you know, let me comment through the weekend. Uh, Fortuna, Fortuna looked good. I thought, uh, you know, he was going for the KO, and he got it. He got a pretty, you know, decent stoppage. I thought he kind of could continue, but uh, whatever. I mean, I don't know. He looked good, though. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping um, – uh, he could get a fight with uh, Devin, uh, Devin Haney next. Uh, that would be a sick fight for uh, 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 Fortuna. That's what I would want for uh, next. For I mean, because, like, obviously, uh, I mean, there's so many things that are going to be in front of uh, Haney versus uh, Lopez. Like, I don't see that happening, like, next year at all. <clears throat> so, uh, but, yeah, and, uh, but, yeah, that's what I would want for, uh, for Haney next, uh, Fortuna. I, I say they, they make it or, or remake uh, uh, with the, the original one. What's his name? Uh Valentine Swelling guy, uh, freak, I forget his name. Uh, Lenares? Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Lenares for uh, for uh, for Haney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, 
uh, that's what I would want next for him. But, uh, but as far as that, you know, uh, that's what it is. But Fortuna did look good and everything. Um, let me uh, comment. Uh, it's nice to, that Canelo got a uh, pretty, uh, pretty good fight for December. Uh, I think I think it's decent. I think I'm, you know, I like it. It's a it's a it's a new name. Uh, you know, the guy is pretty big, man, compared to <laughs> to Canelo. So this is kind of yeah. I don't know. To me, it's a dangerous fight. You know what I mean? So, uh, but man, it's it's gonna be dope. It's at the Aladome, right? That's that's where it's gonna be. It's gonna be fans. It's gonna be it's gonna be live, man. Mexico, Mexico is gonna be there, man. That's freaking pretty much Mexico. I mean, they're in Texas, so you know, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be lit, man. For anybody that's gonna be lucky enough to see that that fight, man. Whatever happens, it's gonna be a dope fight, man. So. <laughs> but obviously, you know, casual fans don't like it. Uh, they wanted something else, uh, but uh, obviously that's not happening. But um, this it, is still a great fight, man. To me, it's like holy shit, man. This, good fight. This is good. This is a great fight, man. Really good fight, man. Because uh, yeah, yeah. it's it's coming. You know, it's like a month away. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like it, close. For considering the time frame, it's a very good fight, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Not yeah, that yeah, and uh, it's kind of weird back in the zone. Uh, I thought it was going to be on a, on another network, but uh, hey, uh, it's, it's all good. You know, I just got to re-up my uh, my uh, subscription when that happens. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, because uh, I don't have that shit right now. You know what I mean? There's nothing for me to you know enticing for me to to get it right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, as far as that, what Jacobs is this weekend on uh, with uh, Rosario, right? And uh, I mean Rosado. Yep. And uh, you know me, man. I'm pulling for Rosado. I want the upset. Uh, but you know, uh, hopefully, you know, it's going to be, I don't know. I think that's a pretty decent fight. It's pretty good. It's a stay busy fight. Um, uh, as you, you know, obviously, uh, Rosado's going to br- uh, bring it. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a great fighter. He's a, um, he dude, if you've seen his fights, man, he brings it, man. So he's like, you, you're going to enjoy this fight for any casual fans out there listening. I think, uh, this is a definitely, uh, definitely must watch for them. Um, and it's, and then also too, what do we got? Uh, freaking, um, uh, uh, Tyson, uh, Tyson Roy Jones Jr. man, and uh, what that that falls on the Thanksgiving right? Thanksgiving night, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's it's Saturday night. Saturday, okay, okay. Then I, yeah. I missed. Uh, I, I heard wrong. All right, then. But uh, but that you know, to me, man, like I, I say it's okay. Like, I liked it before. Like I, you know, I was hoping it was out of the states, uh, Mexico or Saudi Arabia, just for uh, reasons of what's happening now. Uh, I, I believe just. Uh, with the, all these rules, right? I just it, it just turns me off as a fan. Why am I gonna watch? They might as well be doing a pro wrestling match. You know what I mean? Like bringing like fucking Stone Cold Steve well, Austin in there or something. You know? From the start, though, you know they they yeah. call it an exhibition. Yeah. The only way it could get made is if it was an exhibition. So an exhibition, yeah, man. It's just, I don't know. I mean, to me, man, I just want to say that it's like they're 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 grown ass men. You know, they they have fought. And I think they 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 deserved a. Let them, you know, let them hands go if they want to. I don't know. Uh, that's just my opinion. I feel like, I don't know, today's yeah, society, I mean, everybody wants to baby them. Though, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, the, the state could get sued, too, maybe, if someone got really hurt, though. So, I could see both and sides that, and, of it, you know? Well, like I could see, I can see both sides. You know? If they went someplace that's else. That's where I wanted. Right, that, that'd be different, you know? Yeah. That, well, that's what I wanted from the original, uh, from the original, because I know, you know, from the beginning, because like I knew that, you know, something like this was going to happen, because all of a sudden people are worried about them, uh, you know, oh, well, how can we let this happen? Do the shame on whoever's going to, you know, sanction it. And then I, I so I was seeing the pattern to this, and I was like, man, I was just, it's going to be ridiculous. But now it's like a circus. Like, like why am I watching if there's no winner? They're not allowed to go for KOs. There's no real judges. Now I'm hearing celebrity judges. That's insane to me. That's just what like that turns me off even as a boxing like a hardcore boxing fan. I was gonna I was gonna stay tuned to it. Now I don't even think I'm gonna buy it because it's just because these uh these rules. You know what I mean? So, um, but I don't know, man. To me, whatever. Uh, 
hopefully they, they're successful with the pay-per-view. I'm, I don't want to dog it too much because I'm sure uh, this is not uh, the decision of the fighters. I'm sure this is the decision of certain other people, uh, promoters, uh, you know, obviously the, the state, uh, people, you know, uh, people that are going to be responsible. But uh, to me, it would have been just better if just, you know, let it happen, man. Just stop babying these guys. These guys have gone through, you know, <laughs> through the, you know, they're, they're kind of in the, at the same age where there's like, there's, you know, can they knock each other out? What's going to happen? You know what I mean? That's what I wanted to see, you know, a real fight between these two. And like now it's a, it's a circus, so I don't know. But, I mean, but yeah, man, I, I wanted... start, though, to be fair, though, it would have been a circus either way. I mean, I liked it, though, man. Shows. I liked it. I know, but when you call it a circus, it was going to be a circus regardless. You know what I mean? Regardless if it was yeah. in Mexico, it's still a circus. Um, my thing is, yeah. how many more times do you need to see Roy Jones get knocked out? That's my thing. Well, I mean, that, that's not for me to. That's not a, a decision for me to make. That's for Roy Jones and his team to make. I mean, he's the one that signed on. I mean, he didn't have to well, take his fight. That. It could have been some other guy. It could have been, uh, you know, James Tony in there. And Jones, yeah, I'm, I'm sure James Tony would have signed up to make that fight, man. And and to me. You know, that's not my decision to make. I mean, we're, we're, I don't want a baby to get well, these guys. You know what I mean? That's not that's not for me to do. You know, that's not my decision. They're the ones that signed the dotted line. They're the ones that want to put this entertainment for me for uh, as a boxing fan. If that's their decision, if they want to come in and, you know, go full throttle in a fight, that's not my decision. That's their decision. But I'm, but, I'm uh, not saying the decision. I'm asking you personally, how many more times do you need to see Roy get knocked out? I totally agree with it. what you just said. And that's not up for us to decide. But the fight's happening now, so the decision's already made. How many more times do you need to see Roy Jones get knocked out? That's the only thing that I'm I'm looking at like, eh, I don't know. 50-year-olds fighting is not the safest thing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, it, I mean, they're not the same. But to me personally, I, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I don't know. I felt, I don't know. You know what I mean? I can't give you how many times a number, a certain number. You know what I mean? That's, that's I'm not. You know, I, who knows if Tyson could knock him out at this age? Who knows? You know what I mean? We we don't know. You know what I mean? The fight hasn't happened. You know what I mean? It's all scenario. You know what I mean? Now we don't know if, if Tyson can knock out this this uh, Roy Jones. You know, people, you can, you can have an opinion, but you know who who knows if Roy Jones just wants to box him up and he'll just box him up beautifully for uh, ten rounds or eight rounds, whatever they want to go. Who knows? But I can't. I can't give you that number, Chris. I'm sorry, but I can't. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know. But I. But to me, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I. I would. For me, as a fan, I would have liked to seen it go full throttle. Let these guys don't have. You know, just have the, the simple maybe six rounds, right? Six rounds, three three six minute you know rounds or uh, three minutes six rounds, and then just yeah. go by then. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That that would have been simpler. You know what I mean? But with these rules, man, it just turned like me off. I do like the shorter yeah. fight because neither of these guys are in shape to go 12 rounds. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, I there's agree. no belt. Yeah, there's no belt on the line. I mean, they're, you know, uh, six rounds or there's even four rounds would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sorry for, uh, you know, for being so passionate. But just to me, I just uh, that's the way I oh, felt I about like this. I was excited from I was I excited like from the beginning of this from the, from the beginning of this uh, these rumors of Tyson were he was getting in shape and we're like holy crap this, this guy's gonna really fight holy crap and, and I was excited because I've never got to see uh to me like I've never got to see Tyson like actually buy a pay per view of his or you know you know I was excited about that I was like holy crap this is gonna happen for real and then with these certain rules I'm just like man I was just I don't know it just turned me off man I'm just uh, 
I don't know, because I was excited for this fight. You know I me, mean? you know I me, mean? uh, Chris. I'm always buying fights. You know, I'm always buying everything, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I buy. You know, sometimes I have to buy a uh, bare knuckle and shit. So uh, that's me, man. And uh, that's my entertainment because I'm a, to me, I'm a, you know, a boxing fan and, and then a combat fan, and then like I just like this shit, man. Because I don't watch any other sport, man. You know what I mean? I don't watch. This, I don't know. To me, yeah. I was excited about this shit, so. But man, uh, but yeah, man. I'm sorry, Chris, for uh, going off. I just want to, you no, know, dude, thank you for having me on, brother. Never apologize for passion. Never apologize for passion. I love it, dude. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks, brother. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. You know, Canelo still rules boxing. Viva Ropadope Radio and Viva Mexico. Hell yeah! Watch out for the Du Bois uh, Joe Joyce fight too. That might be good. That's on ESPN Plus. Just so you know. Alrighty, he may, you know, I, I, I respect what he said. I love the passion, and and I think the key is, and I actually talked to this about some uh, to one of my nephews, um, who's not like a little kid, you know what I mean? Um, and he made the point too, and I've I've heard other people in their twenties and thirties make this point, and so that's why I'm glad he brought that up. Um, that they never got to see these guys live. Like live, live. Tyson never, because he hasn't fought, you know, so long. And even Roy Jones, you know, a lot of those fights, I mean, didn't he fought Bobby? Did he fight Bobby Gunn? That was on Patreon. I didn't buy that either. That was Bobby Gunn, right? He, you know, he'd go to Russia. He's like got citizenship in Russia you know, to go fight people and stuff like that. I guess my thing, so so I understand not ever seeing them live, you know, that feeling. Of, and in this matchup, you know, in 2000, I'd have been a, a lot more interested in this matchup. 20 years ago, I can't sit there and lie and say I, would, I wouldn't be interested in it because Roy Jones at the time would be coming up, right? We saw him against Ruiz. So then you go, well, shit, that's a disadvantage coming up like that. And so maybe Tyson, who, you know, like, I'll be honest with you, Tyson and Lennox Lewis, I knew where Tyson's head's at. I knew he was done as a fighter. So I actually didn't watch that fight live. I worked that night and went to the party after I got off work and rewatched it with a couple of people because I knew what was in store. And maybe that part of that was me of being a fan of them, too, where I was like, I don't want to see it, per se. So I could at least see what happened a little bit to know if, you know, cause I knew he, I knew his heart wasn't in it anymore. So, and I knew Lennox's was, you know, so I actually, I'll be honest. I actually did not take that night off. I watched it at like three, two in the morning with a couple of buddies who had rented it later. They had a party. And so I get that part. I think that's a, that's a fair, uh, you know, statement that you never got to see him live. Both these guys are like, like I said, you got Sugar Ray Leonard, Tyson, and Roy Jones. I mean, Pernell Whitaker, I'd probably say was in there heavy, and then Roy Jones kind of took over after that for me as as far as who I thought, you know, was the best fighter or who I thought was my favorite, you know. So I get that, and that's a, that's a legit point. Um, and if it was in Mexico or Saudi or someplace else, they wouldn't have some of these rules. Um, but I just look at, like, I, I've i seen Roy Jones get knocked out too many times now. He's been winning fights. This is in the 2000s, like, 
in the 2010s even, um, where you look and you're just like, oh, dude, he's, oh, he's getting hit again. And, and like I said, he'll be doing okay in the fight. And then he gets rocked and socked. And you're like, oh, dude, he's, he has another concussion. So I, and I do like the way Portland said, hey, it's not up you know, for me to decide. Uh, these guys are, are grown men, and I respect that, and that is very true. Just like how I get on here and say, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you should buy for pay-per-view and what you shouldn't. That's not where I come in. You know what I mean? So I, I respect that a lot. Um, and he did fight a lot of just – Stay busy, garbage fights. Uh, you know, in the last say five years, I mean, it's just, you know, after that Kelzag Kelzaggy fight, uh, then he fought. Was it Omar here? Actually, let me check it out. I think it was Omar Shika. And then it was Jeff Jeff Lacey. I remember that. And then Danny Green, B-Hop was around there. Um, yeah, Danny Green TKO'd him. He lost to Bernard, but that, that fight shouldn't even happen. That was 2010. That was 20 or 10 years ago already. Wow, that, that's quick. Oh, Dennis Lebedev, he got knocked out in that. And basically, those are the ones that really stand out, that Lebedev and then uh, Enzo. Those two were like, oh, shit, I don't even want to, oh, I don't want to see that. Now, he beat Bobby Gunn a couple, like, three years ago, fought somebody in 2018. So, he has fought, you know, recently that way. BoxRec doesn't even have it, I just realized that. Um, So, I don't know. You know, I look at it from a different viewpoint because I was a fan, or I still am a fan of them, and that didn't go anywhere. But, I, you know, when you are a super fan of somebody, you, you have feelings for them. And so those, those enter into the frame, too. Like, shit, dude. I do not want – I remember watching uh, the replay of Sugar Ray Leonard and – was it Macho? They, they replayed it on Tuesday Night Fights. I was over at my girlfriend's who had cable, and I kept flipping back to the fight. Because I, I made sure I hadn't found out. I'm pretty sure that was on. Maybe it was on Tuesday night if I straight up. No. I think just the replay. God, I can't remember. That was like 20 some odd years ago. Anyway. Um, so I'm flipping back and forth. To Tuesday night fights. Like watching a little bit. Like no turn it turn it. I can't see this. Because Leonard was just done. You know what I mean. And that's how I felt. Like watching Roy Jones of late when I have seen him. I had not even seen him a fight uh, since Enzo. And I just don't need the guy to get knocked out anymore. So this fight doesn't appeal to me, but it is what it is because he probably won't get knocked out in this one. But I do respect overall of you do what you, you know, everybody has their, their right to do what they want to do with their life. And that's, and I totally respect that. I totally respect that. And that's fair game. And it's a free market, so people are going to buy this motherfucker. Now, don't get mad if they, you know, some of these people that are casuals that don't know the rules. And so 
all of a sudden they're going to be like, two minute, what the fuck? Eight minute, what? You know, I just hope that that's that message. And that's why I did like the commission saying, hey, we're being honest with you. We're not trying to scam anybody. You know, and, and I hope that the promotion plays out like that down the stretch, too. Because you could say you don't want to see the fight, you do want to see the fight, that's fine, but people putting their hard-earned money down, I don't want to see them get fucked on that shit either. Now, that's up to them to find out, too, about it, if you're going to slap $50 on two 50-year-olds, you know, but it is what it is. And then, on the Tyson side, dude, he, he the last couple of fights, he was done. Like, done. D-O-N-E. And then we found out about a, a breathing issue that he had. And that's why he wasn't good late in fights. So you think that breathing issue is going to go away? So I do like another thing Portland said about the, the, the shorter uh, fight. Now, two-minute rounds, whatever. I mean, maybe that will make it that much more entertaining. Two minutes, eight, you know, eight rounds. They know that they don't have that extra minute. You know, maybe it'll be fun to watch. But if I'm paying for a fight and someone hits somebody with a good shot and the ref goes, no, 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 hold on now. Don't follow up. To me, it's like, what's the point? Like I said, I don't know what Roy's doing with his money. I don't know. Mike says he's doing it for charity. I don't know if he's going to start a charity and build it off. It does seem like he's trying to get this older league thing going. And in, in boxing with the older league thing, I'm not in favor of boxing when you're 50 and 60 years old. I'm just not. You know, I just, I, that's just me personally. I don't need to see 50 and 60-year-olds hitting each other in the head. Uh, that used to be one-time elite fighters. It's not like the, the, the senior golf, senior PGA tour. Senior boxing, beyond this exhibition stuff, but I don't think you should have to pay pay-per-view for an exhibition. That, that's my thing. Personally, I just don't. I, don't, I think you're I think you're, you're not screwing people over because you are telling them that. But then again, you know, they're trying to sell the fight. So both of them been, have been talking about how it's on and this, that, and the other. You know, So I don't know, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um... But, yeah, I think if I didn't see the ends of their career live and in the moment and seeing how utterly and – I, and I love that Mike is a more positive person now. I love it. I just hope on some real charity stuff and not some of the ego stuff. Like he's trying to get something back because he's in shape now. It's great that he's in shape, though. I'm glad that he's making money on – something else so he doesn't have to depend on this but he's talking about how he wants to get this league going i have to admit i'm not in favor of a league that's going to have pay-per-view for exhibition i think that's a ripoff i'm not in favor now if he wants to do a league and he's got this app and it's fucking 499 or something to get the app or something you know it is what it is i'm not even like exhibitions i'm not totally against exhibitions as long as they're played out like that in the ring. Because I don't need to see 56-year-olds get fucking hurt, dude, like for the rest of their life, you know. And it's been a while since Roy got knocked out, but 
I mean, they always say the last thing that goes is your power. I'm guessing Tice can one-shot you still, you know. Maybe I'm wrong if that makes any uh, – that makes you feel better. Anyway, we're going to break down this weekend. Then we're going to get to some current fight news. Then we're going to end on the boxing Twitter segment. Um, oh, who's going to win? Well, there's no winner, so I'm not going to pick a winner. Um, oh, Jacobs in Rosado. Gabriel Gabe Rosado. Philadelphia. Um, they've talked a bunch, just a gang of shit, which is always fun, you know, whether it turns out to be anything at all, whatever. One-sided fight. I think eventually that will turn into a one-sided fight. Um, I wonder how Gabe's going to fight this one. Because he, I remember uh, not all that long ago, because, you know, we, we know that, um, we know that, like, the Peter Quillen fight, it did seem like it was stopped prematurely. It did seem like he was starting to make some... Uh... This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed waves in that fight, you know, but that was a while ago. I'm looking at it right now. That was seven years ago. Holy shit. And then he got, got beat by Charlo, got TKO'd by Lemieux, Willie Monroe beat him, barely lost to Martin Murray, had a split decision draw to Luis Arias, knocked out TKO Glenn Tapia, Lost to Sulecki. So, was it the Martin Murray? Was it the, I can't remember. Maybe it was Sulecki, but there was a fight where he's like, well, now I can't even box. If I try to box a different style, they won't even give me the win. It was like, well, you didn't win the fight, dude. Maybe that was a Charlo fight. I don't know. Um, but I've always liked Gabe. Back when it was more inter- interview. <laughs> interview. What was I going to say? Interview. Interview. Uh, Driven, that's where the D comes in there. Back when the show, that format was more interview-driven. Uh, we had Gabe on several times and his uh, former trainer. But, um, I mean, clearly he's passed his prime and has been for quite some time. Um, he did fight okay, though, against Martin Murray. That's already three years ago, three and a half years ago. Um 
I just don't think smart boxing is, is the best thing for him to do. And I don't think it's going to work against, I think that kind of plays in the hands of Jacobs because he's, he wants to come at you, but behind a jab and not like completely ruthless, but then he'll get ruthless with his wide shots. It seems like he's gotten better at that over the, the last couple of years though, Jacobs. Um, So, like I said, though, the levels. Jacobs doesn't always separate himself uh, when you think he should. And I could see him getting hit with shots. I could see him kind of getting stood up and buzzed, potentially. But I just think Jacobs is better. He's got a better, like a, a clearer path to win based off some things that he'll stick to or get back to in the fight. He is susceptible defensively, though, always has been. So I think that'll play into it. And then, like I said, the levels. I just think he's a higher level and well-fated. Now, he looks like he's in good shape now, though. Not that he was in ever bad shape or anything like that. Um, he did – oh, he beat uh, Chavez Jr., too. So he's actually been – relatively active he fought less than a year ago um or no wait that what am i saying that was fucking that was garcia Garcia. that was man you could tell i'm fucking tired um that was daniel jacobs i was looking at the wrong thing um so yeah i think could jacobs stop him maybe he if he stops him it'll be tko that's that's what I'm going with. If if he stops them, it'll be on cuts, on like swelled up cuts. You know what I mean? That's what it that's what it seems like to me. So I have him by a clean decision. Um, is this a ten or a twelve round? I seriously don't know. Um, so I have Jacobs winning by decision or a TKO on. Your eyes are closing, type thing. But I think, like I said, it's a stay busy fight. I'm not. I really wish they had Andre against Jacobs on this fight. It didn't happen, obviously. I don't know if it's going to happen uh, anytime soon, per se. You know, Chavez Rosado. Well, then hopefully he gets a. You know, Danny gets a big fight after that. Somebody, of course, he has to win. Um, but yeah, I have him uh, winning. Uh, one of the fights. So, so that would that's on the zone on Friday, by the way, Friday night, and then on ESPN Plus in, in the states and BT Sport um, in the UK. Shout out to the UK. Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce. I like this fight, man. Joe is a, you know, they're both like prospect edging on that contender level. Obviously like a 30, what is he, 34, 35, or something like that. Uh, du Bois, or not Du Bois, but uh, Joyce. So that's that's a weird prospect, obviously. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's a good fight. You know, if you look at um, Du Bois of late, 15-0, and 0, with, uh, did he have one that went the distance? I think so. But it's been a long time. 
did he? I can't remember. I think he's 15 and 0. Is it 15 knockouts or 14? I can't remember. Um, oh, I'm looking at it right now. Kevin Johnson. That must have let me go. Um, so, like, Lardy, Richard Lardy, I know him. I know that Rosbaum, he got knocked out. Of course, Kevin Johnson. Oh. The Nathan Gorman, he made quick work of him. <laughs> Relatively speaking, of course. So this is a step up for both guys, clearly. It's 11-0 with 10 KOs on the Joey, uh, Joe Joyce. Brian Jennings, who was pretty faded. Uh, Ustanov, Stavern, Hanks. Uh, he actually has veteran, get-me-some-rounds type stuff. Uh, Joe has better fights that way, but in the end, I think this is going to be fun to watch. I think this is going to be explosive. I hope that it gets decided within about six to eight rounds because I could see um, this turning into kind of a I'm freaking tired fest uh, later in the fight. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, it just seems Du Bois is just like a, a cleaner, more accurate, more fluid puncher. He gets wide with his shots, he doesn't have great defense either. But Joe Joyce, he's just he's too slow. I mean, that's that's what I think this fight comes down to. Can he hit hard? It seems like it. Can he take a good shot? We'll see how great of a you know. I think he can take a good shot. Will it be great? You know, can he take a really a great shot? I don't know. Um, but I do think that this is going to be fun, and I think uh, you know it's like one more step in somebody's career, and. Most people favor Daniel Dubois in this one, as do I. I think he will win by knockout. Um, I wouldn't be surprised nor shocked if it did go the distance, though. Not a lot of people are saying that, per se, that I've seen. Um, what are the odds on that? So I'm seeing the lowest I see is plus. 273 at Bookmaker. Otherwise, it's mostly plus for Joe, Joe Joyce as an underdog. Plus 370, plus 300. So it's like three to three and a half, say, uh, underdog. So, and that's, you know, there's not many. That's kind of like one of the closer fights of the, yeah, of the weekend, now that I'm looking at it. Well, you know, the Tyson, what? Well, they Mike Tyson's a, a minus 170. Uh, Nate Robinson, Jake Paul. Jake Paul's a minus 220, plus 180. I'm going with Jake Paul on that one. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, man, it is like, I'm looking at these odds. It's pretty far odds, man. Not many good fights when it comes to that. And that Andre fight is off now, too, isn't it? Tony Yoka uh, takes on Christian Hammer. It's another fight that could be somewhat interesting from a, uh, you know, heavyweight prospect thing. But I'm going Daniel Dubois. Um, to me, he just seems like he's, I don't know, a 
little bit more put together, a little bit more fluid in his punches, um, less slow. I know that sounds pretty basic, but I think it's kind of true. Uh, is Joe Joyce worth putting something down on a plus 350 or something? Yeah, probably, because we are in a stage where, like I said, Joyce has better track record against faded vets or vets that never really were anything per se, but they're, they give them rounds and becoming an experienced professional. Sure, but he never got that bigger fight where you're like, oh, okay, he beat him and he's quality right now, you know, whereas that obviously would be what would happen here. So, um, I, I don't know. I, that's what I like to fight. Of. I'm not, it's not a 50-50 fight, but it has that there's some what if and maybe, maybe not type of thing. You know what I mean? So, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. All right. So, we are going to get into some more fight news and then we'll, uh, get a little boxing Twitter in this segment, of course, and then we'll shut this thing down. Um, oh, this is from, uh, cop. The cop man. Uh, the rescheduled bout between Sergey Kovalev and Sullivan Barrera is targeted is being targeted for January 30th on the zone. The zone owns Kovalev two comeback fights at 2.5 million apiece, and that's part of the agreement to fight Canelo. Um, as uh, Portland mentioned earlier, the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas, will host. Canelo Alvarez and Callum Smith to the limited live crowd, much like, um, you know, Gervonta and uh, Gervonta and, and Leo Santa Cruz. Um, let's see here. Is there any? Okay. Oh, there's some uh, interesting news here. Herring, Herring and Frampton title fight targeted for mid-January in the U.K. This is from Jake Donovan. BoxingScene.com. Jamal Herring, <clears throat> Jamel Herring appears to be set for the most significant fight of his pro career. Um, sounds like it's going to be targeted to take place on the weekend of weekend preceding uh, Martin Luther King Day, with the bout to air live on the ESPN platform from a location to to be determined in the UK. Uh, stateside, the working date is January 16th. However, boxing team uh, has learned of potential plans to save the event to where it airs live in prime time for the U.S. viewers, which would place the fight Sunday, January 17th, locally in the U.K. How's that work, though? If they want to do prime time U.S., Sunday in the U.K., like, what time would I mean? What that'd be super early in the morning. But if there's no crowds, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, it's a good fight. That that's that's kind of my main point there. Speaking of an interesting and good fight here, uh, Casimiro and Rigandau are reportedly in negotiation for a March or April 2021 fight, um, which would be dope. This is El Nuevo Herald. That's where that comes from. 
Casemiro against Rigo. Sign me up for that. I'm all for that. Bob Arum um, has revealed that there are, this is from Steve Kim, that there are, uh, they're in discussions for, to potentially, excuse me, stage Teofimo Lopez against George Cambosos and Joshua Franco and Andrew uh, Maloney, the third fight, in Australia in early 2021. That'll work. That's not bad at all. You know, I like that. Um, a lot of people may get mad at that because they want to see Tiafimo against Ryan Garcia or Haney or whatever, but I did hear um, Tiafimo say that, hey, um, you know, I can fight him, Haney, for this amount of money, or I can fight this guy, or I can go to Australia and make a bunch of money. That's what he was saying. I don't know if they got the money figured out just yet, but uh, Teofimo Lopez uh, might be headed to Australia. Plus, that'd be cool to get that fight right away. Uh, you know, the rematch done, too. I think that that's kind of nice, too. You know what I mean? Um, so that, that'd be kind of dope. That'd be kind of dope. All right, let's see if there's some more news. I think that's it for news. Yeah, I think that's it for news. Oh, um, this one comes from uh, Deuce. Sources, uh, sources. Julian J. Rock Williams will make his long-awaited return to the ring on December 26th on the PBC on Fox against a uh, against Dennis Hogan. Now, is this at 154? Because I like Dennis Hogan at 54 a lot better than I like him at 60. But Hogan and Williams actually has a comeback fight. I don't have a problem with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I would take that. Um, oops. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. I know Tiafimo. Tiafimo, speaking of Tiafimo, he was saying that uh, now that he has all the belts, that he's the A-side against Gervonta. Now, I'm not saying that Gervonta and, and uh, Floyd and company, Al, would necessarily want to put him in next <laughs> with Tiafimo, right? But um, it's pretty obvious that he's not the A-side. Um, and, and it's funny because I understand why people do this. It's negotiating, and maybe some of them are going to be stubborn enough to, to keep him, you know, to keep that place and be stubborn. Some not. He does say, hey, I, I was the clear B-side against Loma. Now I'm the A-side to everyone. But that's just not true with Gervonta. It's just not. Until you start putting butts in the seat, you know, like, and, and I think Lopez... You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. 
DC police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. It's going to be for sure now, especially in New York. But for him to say he's the A-side of Javante and, and Floyd's got to make the fight on the A-side, you know, I do agree with him. I don't agree with that because that's not true. But he did say, um, you know, that they would outprice themselves, which that's very possible. But outprice in A-side, which one is it? Because clearly uh, you're not. But I want to see the fight. I, just want to see what I like that fight, though. Um, oh, this is Eddie Hearn. I lost a lot of money on Lomachenko versus Campbell. It was our worst performing pay-per-view, he told the Athletic this. I learned the hard way in a fight that just because there's this guy who idolized by many hardcore fight community, it doesn't mean it's going to deliver the numbers. Um. Okay, now we're going to get into more of the boxing Twitter stuff. Let me double-check to see if there hasn't had any. So, their Gennady Golovkin's next fight is set for December 18th. Uh, doesn't look like there's new stuff. Oh, the uh, California State Athletic Commission releases the $80,000 purse to Flores following the review of his uh, kale loss to Luis Ortiz. That was on boxing scene. Um, so they had their little hearing and decided that, that his eye was messed up or was it did he get hit in the gut? Or I mean, what happened there? What exactly happened? Okay, boxing Twitter segment, and then we are gone. Let me get some water. All right. Bob Aram promotes the four richest boxers of all time to our black. Here are the four richest boxers in the history. Floyd Mayweather, George Foreman, Oscar De La Hoya, Manny Pacquiao. All were promoted by Bob Arum. Two of these are, yeah, you already said that. So the next time someone asks if Arum knows how to promote a black fighter, point to this list. Well, first of all, George Foreman got super rich off of the grill. So you can't give Bob Arum that. He didn't. He didn't make all that money. Well, hold on. Oh, let me let me back up. Because in his retirement, he did do a huge pay-per-view with Holyfield and whatnot. But as far as the earnings within boxing, Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, had more earnings than boxing, I believe, than George Foreman. George Foreman is super rich because of the, the grill uh, as well. That added to his income later. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, as far as the richest person, he became that big when he left him. Um, and then obviously Oscar. Andy. Um, you know, he does have a problem promoting black fighters, though, in the last 15 years, it, it seems. Um, Danny Garcia knocks out Spence this week. I don't think Spence is himself anymore. He just doesn't seem right. Sad. Hashtag boxing. This is Rick Ramos. Um, I don't know. When you say he doesn't look himself anymore, a lot of people are all of a sudden, like, thinking him, thinking his squeaky voice, which he's always had, and his country-ass slang means he's slow now. 
Like he can't, his brain can't process. Um, to say he doesn't seem right anymore, and he says that it, it's from he has camp like camp rumors. Well, at least the camp rumors thing. Okay, maybe he does have something there. But when he says it doesn't seem himself, when he's hitting a bag, he doesn't seem himself, or in the interview, or like, I need more evidence that he's not himself that will get December 5th. But prior, I can't sit there and be like, oh, you know, obviously he was wrong on the date. Um, Okay, here we go. Errol is not a bigger star than Crawford. Spence is delusional. He appears, he appears bigger because he fights fighters with some type of fan base. Fights should be 50-50. Side note, these guys scared of fighting each other. That's why they want to fight a 50-year-old senator. <laughs> um, but when he says, this is what always makes me laugh, because they try to say, no, it was just Mikey Garcia, as if Mikey Garcia is known to sell millions, millions and millions of dollars at the gate prior to that fight, which he wasn't. He had never been on pay-per-view either. Now, it doesn't mean he didn't draw in crowds, you know, in the crowd or, or draw there, but clearly, if you hear the announcement, more people were there to cheer on Spence than Garcia. It was in Dallas. Look, just just listen to when I say the announcement, his name and shit like that. But there is plenty of you know support for Garcia, no doubt. But it is funny when he says he's delusional. It only appears bigger because he fights fighters that have some type of fan base. Well, that's how you get big. That's how you get bigger because you fight someone that's popular. Or more popular than what you've been fighting. Uh, you ever heard of Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather? Well, they were pretty pop. They were eh, not pretty popular. They were pretty decently popular because they were selling good good numbers for pay per view at that level. But then they became stars after they fought Oscar. This is from uh, Alan Dawson, who's a good follow, by the way, on Twitter, Alan Dawson Sport. If Terrence Crawford does leave top rank. How long will it be before ESPN drops his drops him from their number one pound for pound spot and elevates anyway instead? Asking for a friend, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Porter says he wants Crawford. Well, he is the mandatory. Is he going to exercise? I don't foresee the fight between myself and Terrence Crawford anytime soon. I don't think that's the route Soperate wants to go, but I am the mandatory for the WBO. Lesser known names have been able to enforce their mandatory status. So will Porter, or is he all talk? Let's let's clear something up first. He's not his official mandatory yet. They have to call it. And trust me, you'll know when they call it if you pay attention to boxing news because people will be freaking out, right? Like in a good way. Oh, shit, this could happen. He's going to force it. But when you say lesser-known folks are able to, you know, push their mandatory, remember what that means. Now, I don't remember the cut for WBO, if it's 60-40 or if it's 75-25 or 70-30. I don't know. But the mandatory, if it goes to a purse bid, it's harder to negotiate in that spot when it's a big fight. Because, you know, if they can't come to an agreement, it goes the purse bid. 
Well, the champion gets way more money, so Crawford would get way more money than Porter. So by saying that, that doesn't automatically mean it's going to happen. And, and it. And another thing is, like he says, he's actually not the official mandatory until they make it official and they call it. And they say, hey, within these 30 days, you have to negotiate or 90 day or whatever. And by that time, we're going to go to purse bid. So until they do that, then that's it. And when he says, when Crawford said, you know, I don't, he, he, he quoted Crawford, it looked like. Um, he doesn't seem that's the root for top rank. I mean, it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like that. During the last fight week, last fall for Crawford fight week, they did talk Porter up. But nothing ever came from it. They never got an off. They never offered him, and they're not really, t- you know, Crawford ain't talking about Porter. That's for sure. He brings up Pacquiao, Spence, Garcia, and Thurman. He doesn't talk about that. Crawford to 154, please. I'm done waiting for all this nonsense at 147. If he moves up, he's the mandatory, which we talked about this before. He's the mandatory to Teixeira. Crawford will murder him. Charlo Crawford for undisputed after that. Um, he's two fights away from legendary with that route. Um, first of all, Tashara, 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 Tashara has a fight. If you want, if they want to have that fight for a belt, like this, this, this gentleman here is saying, um, Tashara. Ha- Tashara has the belt, but he has a fight. He has a fight with Kastana. And that fight's happening soon. They just closed in the deal, and they haven't announced the date. But they, they're, they're shrinking now on the time frame because they won the purse bid. But now they have a certain, I think it was 10 or 19, 18 days or some shit, to actually say this is when the fight's happening. So to say you're going to go up to 54 – and fight this guy to get a belt. I think Castanio's going to beat him, but the, you got to remember that's in the way. Oh, here's uh, Leticia. Is this his sister? You're the fucking promoter, not him. You make the fights, not him. You put some weak ass fights on pay per view instead of on ESPN, and now you're crying about how much money you lost. Bud been asking for the big fights for how long? But nah, you want to stay busy. You want. You was too busy worried about Loma. That's her. Uh, that's her thought process. Just a little backup. This is after the. Uh, this is a couple of years back. After they uh, signed, re-signed uh, Crawford. Hold on. Okay, sorry. I need something to drink there. This is like. Uh, kind of like part of their press release here. Terrence Bud Crawford is the world's best boxer. Says uh, you know, top rank. Uh, Chairman Bob Arams, we will continue our ongoing campaign to establish him as one of the most, wow, we will continue on our campaign to establish him as one of the world's most recognizable athletes, not even boxers, he says athletes, which is just silly. Terms were not announced, but Crawford's uh, minimum purses are more than $3 million he earned in his last fight. Without a doubt, this is one of the most 
lucrative deals for an individual fighter in the history of boxing, says Bomack. The deal that I helped put together with top-ranking ESPN is unprecedented in the modern boxing landscape. If you think you've seen the best of Terrence Crawford, you ain't seen nothing yet. To all the pretenders out there who want a piece of him, you'll get what is coming. With top-ranking ESPN in our corner, we're going to make some of the biggest fights in the history of boxing. We will continue to show why he's the greatest fighter. Uh, one of the greatest fighters to ever lace him up. So, you know, when they re-signed him, Aaron was talking about, and I know that's promoter talk and manager talk, lower with Bomax, but establishing ongoing campaign to establish him as one of the world's most recognizable athletes. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. All right. Hey, people are going to be happy. We got Glazier in this bitch. We got Glaze. And this one is a doozy. I think everyone should cancel their design. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think, so we know who he's lined with now. It appears to be Golden Boy. I think everyone should cancel their DAZN boxing subscription because of how Oscar De La Hoya has now been treated and done wrong by DAZN in this Canelo ordeal. With the zone now doing Canelo Smith, I'm canceling. Please retweet if you agree. <laughs> really pro fighter there, huh? See, that's the thing. And this guy's not even really media, but you kind of count him as a media member because other media members have him on the goddamn show or they retweet his shit or whatever. And <laughs> how he did. DAZN did Oscar wrong? You mean Oscar did Canelo wrong? People love dragon fighters in the media. Love it. Thrive on it. Get a bunch of likes and retweets on it. But then they're quiet as a little church mouse when they got to talk about Bob or something like that. That's the bullshit. Though. Wow. Uh, this is from the SOG son of got Andre Ward in the sport of boxing fans and media are quick to fall in love they also seem to fall out of love even quicker quick to crown even quicker to uncrown as if the original crowning never took place live in the middle fighters don't get too high or too low with praise or criticism that is well said definitely here is a fanboy apparently or maybe the Smith family, but at least Callian Smith. He says, I don't think Canelo has any chance whatsoever in this one. Too slick. So you're not giving Canelo not even a chance to beat Callian Smith. Not even a little bit? Not even a hair? Like, wow, dude. You're really, you got something going on there. This is from the Roga, uh, Rogaroo. Uh, Regis Prograrius, like uh, our boy Spence would say, uh, Regis Progray. Two weeks ago, Barrios said he was willing to put up his belt and fight me next. Um, that it'll be a huge fight in Texas. From what I'm hearing now, he's having second thoughts. I hope it's not true, champ. I'm coming to get that belt. Don't be having cold feet now. I like that fight. Interesting fight. Um, do do 
we have another one. I think that's it, folks. I think that's it. Let me just double check to make sure there's not any kind of late breaking news. Does not look like that. So, um, try to enjoy the fights this weekend. I think we'll get some entertainment. You can do what you want to do. With is that a song? You can do what? Oh, um, that kind of sounds like the In Living Color intro, but it's it's not. Anyway, I'm gonna get out of here. Enjoy the fight. Like I said, we got a big heavyweight fight. Uh, between two prospects in that contender. Whoever wins this fight is a contender. Let's put it that way. I'll be back next week. Take it easy. Peace. Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the chief identity champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.